This episode is all about measure versus motive. And this is a concept that I've been hinting to myself at and to my clients at for a while now, but I've never really articulated it this way before. But I recently used it in a written coaching form and it really resonated with folks. And so I want to offer it to you all here because I think it's going to help anyone who's been really focused on a specific outcome that they're after. Maybe you want a promotion. Maybe you want to gain that certification. Maybe you want to lose that weight. Maybe you want to get a partner for life. Maybe you want to heal uh, some autoimmune issue. Whatever it might be, you have an external outcome that is your goal, that you're after, that you're wanting to achieve. And if you're doing that and it's feeling really good to you and helpful and expansive, go for it. Keep doing what you're doing. Use this episode just as food for thought. But if you have that external outcome and there are times when it causes tension and turmoil within you, that's what this episode is here to help you with. It's going to help you separate from the measure, the metric of the outcome that you're after and remind you of the reason behind it, okay? So that's where we're going today, measure versus motive. Here's the point of it. We often confuse the thing we're measuring, aka that external outcome we're wanting to achieve, with the motive, aka the reason behind why that matters to us in the first place. For example, I was on a coaching call and the person being coached was sharing how they were trying to figure out what their audience really wanted because the the person being coached was a, a business individual. And so they were sharing that they felt like they didn't quite understand the true reason or desire that their clients had for wanting to work with her. And so she kept trying to figure out what it was that mattered to them. And she kept circling around on a specific phrase. And I don't want to say what the phrase is just for confidentiality purposes for this this individual. But she kept saying, I know that this isn't the reason they would hire me, but I I think this is really important to them. And she kept getting back in on that sentence. And so what I pointed out to her in the coaching conversation was I said, okay, so that phrase, that's the measure. That's the way that your people are measuring whether or not they've had the success they're after. But it's not their motive. It's not their reason. They're not after that measure. They're after something deeper. They're after that personal connection with themselves. And so what I shared was remember the motive is not the measure. And so your brain keeps circling back to the measure, but let's instead focus on what's the motive. And so I share this with you all in this podcast episode because this often comes up with promotions. My clients get so focused on wanting to get a promotion. They tell me if only I was promoted, then I'd finally be taken seriously. 
if only I was promoted and got that raise that comes with it, I'd finally be able to relax a little bit and take my foot off this full steam ahead gas pedal and enjoy my life. If only I got promoted, then I would be able to feel good about myself and my career. And so what have they done? They've confused the measure with the motive. Said another way, they've thought that when they're promoted, it will change who they are, that it will give them what they're after. They've forgotten that they're not after the promotion for the sake of getting promoted. They're not after the promotion just to get the promotion. There's a reason behind why they're after the promotion. The promotion is their measure. It's their way to know if they've gotten what they're after. But when they get so focused on the promotion as being the point, they lose the actual point. So what's the actual point? That's what we have to ask ourselves. What is the actual point? I'm going to share a couple different examples with you. For one of my clients, the actual point was to be able to be heard. His point was to be heard. Well, that's kind of like an illusory or surface point. You go deeper. Why do you want to be heard? Because he wants to express, because he has ideas he wants to share and he wants to get to share them. And he wants to continually challenge himself to get to that next layer of himself. Okay, that's the point. That's the point. That's the motive. That's what he was after. It wasn't the promotion. It was the thing that he believed the promotion would get him. He was using the promotion as a measuring stick, as a way to see to the to see if he's achieved his motive, which was to be heard to express and to share his ideas as he continually challenges himself to grow. Once he notices and acknowledges that that's what he's after, it releases the pressure on the promotion. It makes the conversation when we're coaching together, less about him needing to get promoted and how important it is and what can I do to get promoted and instead be about how can I be heard now? How can I be visible now? What can I do to position myself in a way where I have influence? How do I already have influence? What would I shift about myself if I already believed that I had that opportunity and how can I challenge myself now? And so that's where we went in our coaching conversations. And through that process, guess what? He not only got promoted, he got an incredible raise. He was selected for the promotion out of many applicants. I think it was like 128, many of whom had more years of experience than he did. And he also got two different freelance opportunities where he really got to challenge himself as a consultant on these different opportunities. And so, yes, the promotion was significant. It was a way for him to measure success, but it wasn't the motive and it wasn't the purpose. And as soon as he stopped focusing so much on the promotion as the answer and instead focused on achieving the motive as the solution, it brought him to where he needed to be. He got what he wanted even before he got the promotion. The promotion almost became like the impact of him achieving his motive, of him showing up, of him speaking up more in meetings, of him offering his input, of him putting himself out there, of him reaching out to his network, of him looking and exploring new opportunities and making those connections. All of that achieved the motive. 
And the impact of that was the promotion. Another example, this client was feeling really upset. He wasn't consciously saying he wanted a promotion. For him, it was more like, I want my own clients. I want freelance work. And so for him, the measure was the clients, the freelance work. But when he got too focused on wanting freelance clients, what happened was he would get really graspy and he would market his business, his side business, in a way where he would basically take any client under the sun and he kept getting clients he did not want to work with and then having to basically fire the clients because they weren't really the ones he wanted to work with. And so he was in a lot of suffering and and pain because he wasn't attracting the clients he wanted, but he kept doing that because he was getting confused. He was confusing the measure with the motive. He was thinking the point was to get clients. That was not the point. That was just the way to measure the point. The true motive, the true purpose, the true point was to be able to support and have full autonomy and control over what he does and teach other people to do that too. He loved to not just be a doer, but to be a teacher. And so when he refocused on that, we rebranded his entire LinkedIn Based on that, and we talked about how to have his initial conversations with his clients, the consult discovery type of call with his clients, based on that. What did that do? Well, it changed the whole dynamic of how he saw his business. As a result, he got three new clients focused on the type of clients that he wants to work with, the ones who value his desire to teach, not just do. And he also got a promotion in his full-time day job. He got both. How did he do that? Because he acknowledged the measures that he wanted to have clients that he actually wanted to work with, but he didn't get lost in them. He reminded himself of why he wanted that in the first place, the motive, the point. And he focused there and it led him to achieve the measure, the external outcome he was after. Another example, this client was focused on wanting to get promoted. And so what did we do? We started really focusing on these other aspects of her personal life. And then she started to feel more fulfilled and alive. And then she did get the promotion. And then she kind of laughed because of the way that her brain now saw the promotion. It really, it almost wanted to minimize it. Have you ever had that where you want a goal so badly so badly and you finally achieve it and you get there and you have a moment of bliss and then your brain starts to discount it. It says, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I I achieved that goal, but I didn't really do it to the full capacity or, but I guess it doesn't really matter in the long run. I, I actually should have done this other thing instead. And you either tell yourself you were wrong or you make an excuse as to why it wasn't as good or you tell yourself other people don't value it the way that you thought they would and so it doesn't actually matter. Why do we do this to ourselves? Well, often it's because <laughs> the measure is not the point. The goal was never the point. The goal is a way there to the point. And so the reason often that we minimize it without ourselves realizing it is because we've achieved the goal, but we've lost sight of the point. And so our brain decides, oh, let me minimize this measure, the outcome I achieved, so that I can set a new goal, so that I can refocus, and aka, 
achieve the point of why I wanted to do this in the first place. Our brain doesn't always tell us that that's why we do it though, or it doesn't even know it. It just knows something feels off, and so it assumes it must be the goal that was wrong, or our way of doing the goal that was wrong, because it's forgotten that the point wasn't the goal. It was what the goal set up for us to do. Use a goal as a platform. For you, if, if it's about promotion, use promotion as the platform. The platform for you to explore the reason behind you want the promotion in the first place. Is it to be respected? Great. Find ways to respect yourself now. Find ways to respect your company now. Find ways to create so much self-respect that it's oozing out of your pores from a place that feels good and respectful to you. And if you want people to respect you, one, you've got to respect you, but two, find ways to respect them. Reflect what you are seeking and you will achieve what you're seeking. It's maybe not going to happen in the way you think it will. Like for this client, I was just coaching the other day. She's getting respect back, but it's not necessarily happening the way she thought it was. She wants respect in her workplace. Instead of getting respect there, she's getting it through other connections and through other opportunities. And the reason this happens is our universe looking out for us is looking for the path of least resistance. And sometimes we've put so much focus on a specific area that there's too much pressure and stories and tension and attachment to it that that's not the easiest way in. So it'll find another way in. When we release the tension and the pressure and the hard, uh, overly obsessive focus on a particular area, when we release that, it becomes easier then for the universe to bring to us what we're seeking in that area. Often, the universe finds a way that's maybe completely different than what we were expecting, but it's even better for us. So don't try to micromanage the universe in this process. You want that external outcome. You have a goal you set, great, go for it, but don't hold so tightly to it that you feel like it's the only way for you to get ahead. Because guess what? The reason for that outcome was never just about the outcome. It was about what you believe that outcome will get you. It is about the motive, not the measure. So when you notice yourself stressing out because you haven't achieved something, remind yourself the achievement that you're after is the measure. What's my motive? Refocus on the motive because then you'll give yourself steps of things you can actually do. We can't make somebody promote us. We can't make a client work with us. We can't make somebody love us. Trust me, I've tried. It does not work. It just makes ourselves crazy. So instead, remind yourself the motive. Why do I want that person to love me? Why do I want that promotion? Why does it matter so much to me that I get that client? The answer to that question gives you your path forward. It tells you what to do next. If you want someone to love you, love yourself. I know, I know, that sounds so easy to say, so much harder to do. Well, guess what? That's the journey. How can we love ourselves? Hmm? That's a good question to ask. 
How can we love ourselves? Hmm. Sit with that question. If that's your motive that you're after, sit with that question. Let it percolate in your system, in your body. What comes up? Perhaps it's something around carving out more space for yourself to reflect. Perhaps it's about not making yourself feel guilty every time you want to just sit and watch TV. Perhaps it's letting yourself delight in laying in bed 20 minutes past when you planned on getting up and not making it wrong that you're doing that. Perhaps it's about giving yourself the grace of going slower. Perhaps it's about giving yourself the fuel to go faster. See, there's no right answer outwardly here. The right answer is connected to you. And so if your motive is about loving yourself, it's about if all the shoulds were erased, if all the rules were non-existent, what would love look like to me in this moment? Do that. If your motive is more about your career, wanting a purpose, wanting to do something that feels like it matters, okay, that's the motive. The motive, the, the motive isn't getting the promotion or getting the job. No, that's the means to achieve the motive. So knowing the motive is about mattering. How can you help yourself matter now? The truth is you already matter, but often our egoic self wants something more concrete that it can use to represent that it matters. And that's fine. We can work with that. What action do you want to take to help yourself see yourself. Perhaps it's unloading the dishwasher. Perhaps it's reaching out to a friend. Perhaps it's having a coffee date with somebody. Perhaps it's fostering a dog. Perhaps it's starting a garden. Perhaps it's volunteering somewhere. Perhaps it's taking a job that feels below your pay grade and not making yourself feel bad about it because it matters to you to contribute to your family, even if it means taking a job that your egoic self thinks is beneath you. Maybe the opportunity to show yourself you matter is to show yourself how you matter even in the job that feels like it doesn't matter. See, there's so many ways we can approach ourselves with this, but only, only, oh, I'm getting like all emotional here. Only if we loosen the grip on the measure, on the outcome, on that having to look that specific way, that a specific achievement, that specific goal. And we refocus on the motive, which is the purpose, which is the point, which is the truth. This doesn't mean throw all measures out the window. It could mean that, but I know for myself, if I throw all measures out the window, then my ego gets really anxious because it feels like it has no point of direction. And so what I like to do is I like to pick measures, <laughs> kind of like a toy to like give my brain something to focus on. Like when my dog gets really hypervigilant and decides it wants to guard the door, like pirate wants to guard the door all the time. He wants to guard the door because he wants something to do. It's like he needs he needs a purpose. And so what do we do then? Okay, in those moments, I give him something to do. If I have the opportunity to do it, I'll go for a walk with him to give himself something to focus on. It's like giving him a chew toy or I'll literally give him a toy to play with. 
so that he has another purpose for being so that he doesn't go all ballistic feeling like he has to guard the door. I give him a new job. And so the same is true for ourselves. Honestly, y'all, we are so much more like our dogs than we realize. This is something I've learned uh, over the years. Our dog is like that instinctual aspect of us. And so for me, that egoic self that I have wants something to focus on. And if it doesn't have something to focus on, it feels afraid. And if it feels afraid, it then creates problems so that it has something it can solve, so that it can feel like it has a purpose. That's the job it gives itself. So instead of letting my ego give itself a job, I intentionally give it a job. How? By giving it a goal, an external outcome, a measure to focus on. Maybe for you, that's a promotion. Maybe it's getting a certain level of income. Maybe it's about a specific skill you're wanting to build. Whatever it is, great. Create the outcome. Create the measure. I don't dismiss measures because they're not the point. No, I give my ego a measure so that it has some focus. It helps it feel calmer unless I lose myself in the measure. See, this is, <laughs> this is the problem here. The measure's not the problem. The goal's not the problem. It's when we forget that the goal wasn't the point. It's when we get confused and make the goal the point. When our ego says, oh, we're supposed to get promoted? Okay, oh my God, we're not promoted yet. Oh crap, I'm a worthless person because I'm not promoted yet. You know what? Once I get promoted, then it'll be different. How am I gonna get promoted? How can I get seen? And it obsesses, obsesses, obsesses and tears us down. It's when the ego confuses that as the point. No, that's not the point, my lovely ego. Instead, the point is to grow. Truly, when we think about it, and and I want you to ask this question to yourself because your words might be different and your flavor of it might be slightly or greatly different than mine. But for me, when I get to the bottom of, of it all, what's the point? It's to grow. It's to grow. It's, it's, to, it's to learn and grow. Learning is a way to grow. And happiness and love, which are other words I hear people use, for me, those aren't the point. But those are often the symptom for me to know that I've grown. And so however you see it, and, and we're not looking for a right answer here. They're all right in a way. They, they, they all feed into each other in a way. We're all just maybe describing the same frequency point we're after differently. For me, in this human form, in this personality that I have, grow. That's the point. The basic point the fundamental truth, the core of all of it is growth. And the new way that I actually describe it now, as of 2023, is not growth, but expansion. That word, it, it embodies it a little bit more deeply. Expansion. And I have all these other values that support it, but expansion for me is the point. So every goal I set is not the point but is a way for me to give myself some focus, which some, can sometimes fuel us. Focus can fuel and gives my ego something to play with, a chew toy. Oh, it's like taking my ego for a walk. <laughs> I've given it a goal. The goal is not the point. The walk is not the point. Expansion for me is the point. 
but I use my goals as a metric to help myself see, am I expanding? It doesn't mean I have to get the goal to expand. Oftentimes, I might miss the goal entirely, but I've still grown. And so then I've achieved the point, even if I didn't achieve it the way I thought I would. And I'm thinking now, I recently went to the roller rink with my husband on a date night. It was an adult skate night, and it was really cool because you have all these grown adults. It was 21 or over, and I assumed that meant that the roller rink would serve drinks. Nope, there was no food, no drinks other than like soda or water. And it's just all of these adults skating. And some of them were like skating as a couple or a throuple. Some of them were holding hands. Some of them were all by themselves, just grooving to the beat, dancing often. That was not me. I was not skilled enough to get to the point where I could actually move <laughs> in, a, in a dance way. But people were just enjoying it. And I noticed myself while I was there. I was super rigid. And I kept hearing myself say to myself, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. And what I realized was unintentionally, because I hadn't given myself a goal for skating, I didn't tell myself why I was there, unintentionally, my ego decided that the point was not to fall. And it was using the measure of falling to determine whether or not I was having a successful night. And so I had the same experience when I went rock climbing recently, where I heard myself tell myself, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. And what I realized was, wait a minute. What if I looked to fall? Like I, I didn't like throw myself off the wall or throw myself on the ground at the rink. That, was, that wasn't it. But what if my point was to push so hard that that I, I fell, not in a way that didn't feel safe. I wanted to still feel like I was trying to succeed, but also flirting with falling. Like that was my goal, to flirt with falling. Once I made that goal, I loosened up at that roller rink. And I was able to kind of kind of get more into it and enjoy the process more. Now I did fall, somebody ran into me, but I was also okay if, if I had just fallen on my own accord as well. I wanted to flirt with falling and let it be okay if it took me in. I used that same technique at that rock climbing place where I was like, wait a minute. What if it was okay to fall? I mean, I'm on a harness here. Like the worst that would happen was I get to feel like I'm flying for a moment as I, as I fall off the wall. So once I realized that, I was able to scale this wall that looked super treacherous that I wasn't sure I was going to be able to do. And I took so many more risks. I ended up not falling and getting to the top, but I didn't make a measure of success be that I didn't fall. I made it be that I got to the top and allowed myself to experience and take risks. I would have been fine if I had fallen. I probably would have tried again and again until I got to the top. Not because the goal was to get to the top, but because I changed the measure to not be about falling and instead made the measure get to the top because that was a way for me to challenge myself to grow, which was the point, to expand, which is my point. So ask yourself, and I invite you to do this at a broad sense first, what's the point? Like, I know I know that's one of those joke questions like, 
what's the point of life is really is really what we're getting at. But I don't want you to look for the right answer here. I want you to look for what is true for you. Notice the difference. It means that you don't have to judge yourself for what you say because there is no right answer. This isn't a what's correct here. It's a what's in alignment for me. What is the point for me? And guess what? These can evolve over time. Remember how I told you earlier that my my point was to grow and now as of 2023, the word is actually expansion? That's me changing and growing and evolving. So answer that question for you, knowing that you're allowed to change your point. But it helps to have some point in mind to give you some grounding now, to give you some direction now, so that when you're going about it and you're starting to feel maybe confused or in turmoil or suffering, you can remind yourself of your point and get back to the root of why you're here in the first place because of what you've declared to yourself as your point. So answer that question in a broad sense. What's my point? What's the point? What's my point? Hear your answer. And now, in every moment, when you feel tension or a tightness or distraught because you haven't gotten somewhere or because of where you are, say, but wait a minute. How does this situation apply to my point? Like, what's my point in this situation based on my greater point? Because your point isn't the promotion. That's the way you measure it. What's your point? And and it might be what's your point specific to the work setting. And that stems from your overarching point. But you can define it. You can say, okay, like for me, my point is expansion. How does that fit with my living situation? Well, I took a nomadic lifestyle with my husband. It's not that my point is to be a nomad. That's just the way that I'm achieving my point in a travel setting. My lifestyle, my living situation represents my point because as I go to each place, I learn something new about myself and I expand. From a career perspective, expansion's my point. What does that look like for career? It looks like challenging myself instead of just doing the same workshop over and over again, even if that might be the business savvy way to do it. I don't care. My point isn't the business savvy way. It's expansion. And for me, that, the way I want to represent it, looks like putting on different workshops, looks like creating this podcast. I don't just regurgitate my same material over and over. A lot of podcasts do that, and there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes people want to hear the same thing in a million ways to help it stick. And so more power to them. If that's the point of how they want to deliver their podcast, go for it. For me, my point's expansion. That means constantly challenging myself. That means I share things on here that make me feel really vulnerable. That means that I have opportunities where there's been episodes where I've channeled my soul and I've shared that with you. And that honestly is this very intimate thing for me to share. I don't, I don't take that lightly, but I help myself through it and I soothe myself forward because for me, it's expansive. It's not just expansive for me. It's, it feels like it's expansive for the universe. And so my point is 
expansion and that applies beyond just me. And I have other values that support the core value of expansion. That's my core value. And then I have a bunch of other values that support it. Don't confuse the measure with the motive. Doesn't mean you have to ditch the measure. Instead, you can create measures that help you forward and don't let yourself get lost in the measure. Remember the point beneath the measure, the motive, the why. To help yourself do this, define your point to yourself in a broad sense and then apply it to the different avenues of your life. Maybe that means your physical health. Maybe it's your mental health. Maybe it's your spiritual health. Maybe it's your intimate relationship. Maybe it's also your family relationships. Maybe then it's your workplace. Maybe then it's your financial setting. All of these different avenues for how you can apply your core point. And then if you want, if it feels helpful to you, pick measures to help yourself in that. And this can be as simple as when you're on a date night with your husband And your brain says, don't fall, don't fall. You say, no, that's not my measure here. My measure is whatever it might be for you. So you give yourself measures to help remind your ego of your point, to guide you to your achievement of the point, knowing that there's no box to check here. The the motive is in movement. What I mean by that is, the, mo- the, the motive is never really like fully achieved. It's, it's always moving because we are always going. And so it's, it's, the, the motive is never something to check off. The measure is the thing you check off. The, I got promoted. I got that client. I learned that skill. I scaled that wall. That's the measure. That's the piece you check off. The motive isn't the thing you check off. It's the thing you live by. It's your way of being. The motive is your way of interacting with the world. It's a state of being. It's an essence. It's a quality. It's not a point of achievement. It's not a singularity. So that is our episode for today. I hope you've enjoyed it. And for those of you listening who are ready to dive in deeper and you would like a coach to guide you along the way and work with you and support you in achieving your measures and releasing your pressure on the measures so that you can work and live from your motive. Join me in one-on-one coaching. This is what I do. I help my clients realign to themselves, connect to their truth, hear their motive, and live as their motive. And yes, there's fun along the way, and there's measures that are used often to help guide them, but not to trap them or create a sense of suffering, but instead to use to help them to live as their selves, their souls within call them to live. And so for those of you who are ready to take that next step, Join me in one-on-one coaching. Your next step to do so is to schedule a call with me. This is a no-pressure situation. 
This is a conversation where you and I chat about what you're looking for, what's going on in your career or your life at large, why you're seeking support at that time. And then through that conversation, I'll be able to roadmap out how we can work together in a coaching capacity. And that way we can help you create a life that's motive led instead of trapped in the measures and the metrics that we throw upon ourselves. Schedule your consult with me, that initial conversation, by going to believeseed.com slash schedule. Thanks all. Bye.